Hey guys, it's Matt here, and I got a story for you. When I was a kid, I was playing hockey, and oh man, there was this one year, this one team, we could not beat these guys. They were all over us. There were competitive games, though. They were tight, but we just could not beat them. And I remember the last game of the year, it was up against this team, and we were gearing up. We were like, we have to get these guys. When we won that last game, it was so satisfying because we finally got the victory over the team that had dummied us, that had dominated us for so long. I think this is the same thing with sexual brokenness, with sexual sin, where there's been brokenness in our lives and the enemy has come and taken ground and he's dominated us for so long, but we get to make a difference. We get to be part of a message and a a mission of freedom. It is such a cool opportunity. So I want to invite you, men and women of any age, to be part of the Action Squad. The Action Squad is something that we're putting together right now. We're looking for 100 people to be on the Action Squad. There's going to be some competitive nature to it. There's prizes. And we're going to work together to help produce a documentary that is literally going to change the world. We're featuring stories of sexual brokenness, of people who have been restored and redeemed, reconciled to God and to people in their their lives. And we're going to feature these stories in this world-class documentary that will be a resource for churches to host movie nights, for small small groups to watch together, for families to watch and be inspired by. And it's going to highlight the problem in the church, but also show the, the power of God that is at work when we bring this stuff to light. And so if you want to be part of the Action Squad and help us put this documentary together, I would love for you to go to restoredministries.ca slash Action Squad. You can watch a 10-minute video there that I put together on what it can look like for you to join us in this mission and be part of putting this documentary together. So restoredministries.ca slash Action Squad. Hope to see you there. Welcome to the Pure Victory Podcast, full of hot tips to help you win at sex, conquer porn, and find purpose in staying free forever. Here are your hosts, Matt Klein and Braden Hafner. Hey everybody, welcome back to Pure Victory Podcast. Hope you love in the fall. Um, here in, in Canada, it gets so beautiful this time of year, even though we had a hot summer. Um, it's nice to see the changing leaves and uh, even though that means the cold's coming, um, I'll be in the present right now and just enjoy what we have. <laughs> I like it. I'm like, this is a good attitude. Yeah. Really good attitude. <laughs> it's right. Well, I'm trying to have a high emotional quotient, um, <laughs> manage my emotions. You like that segue? I like it. I love it. <laughs> That's what we're going to talk about today is our emotional intelligence or better known in the counseling world or the medical field, uh, the EQ, your EQ, your emotional quotient, um, and really give you a definition in practical terms. It just means being aware of our emotions and that they can drive our behavior and impact people either positively or negatively, and then learning how to manage those emotions. And so that's kind of what an emotional quotient is. And this is, there's a link to this when we're battling an addiction with porn or any other kind of breakdown in our lives in those areas. So this is really important to understand our emotional intelligence because it affects so much of our life. You know, you're feeling down, you're feeling angry, you're feeling sad. Often that can be the informer on all of our behavior, the way that we are with others, the way that we are with life, how we cope with life. Our emotions can really get a hold of us. Um, And we're going to try to talk today about how we harness that and not let it be the driver in our life, but instead be an informer of what's going on on the other surface. And this is important when we're moving away from porn and and towards freedom. Yeah, I remember being in my early 20s and seeing this book on emotional intelligence, and I was like, I've never heard of this term before, because all we ever think about is IQ. But IQ is actually not ever an indicator of success in any field. Like Mm -hmm. in 
top CEOs to athletes, musicians, IQ, it's all over the place. Is There's no consistency, but EQ, that's an indicator of success. I forget where the verse is. It's just coming to mind now, but it says he who is able to rule his spirit or mm-hmm. control his emotions is more impressive in the eyes of the Lord than he who conquers a city. Yeah. So I guess you could be successful with a low EQ, but God's like, man, it's, it's actually more impressive to rule your emotions and control yeah. your emotions, rule your spirit than to build a city. I mean, we see this with government leaders, like they're up there oh, and they're totally. just con- controlling and wanting power and wanting everyone to serve them and praise them. It's because they have this need, this, their emotional quotient is not really that high. Yeah. So if we can narrow in on emotional quotient, the way you described it really well, Brad, and the way I always think about it is like a quotient in math. It's what you get when you divide one number by another. And so there's two parts of, of emotional, um, maybe maturity is another word, but you can understand emotions or understand what feelings you have or understand even maybe the right thing to do. But then there's like the implementation of it, the application of it. Yeah. And so some people don't even understand how to control emotions or how to identify emotions. Mm-hmm. And so that's a lack. But even if you do understand that in your head, like logically, you're like, okay, I know how to control this emotion. I've been taught this. But then if we don't do it, then the combination of those two factors is where we get our EQ. Mm-hmm. And so if we can learn how to, uh, on an intellectual level, how to handle emotions, how to identify emotions, but then we also learn how to apply that and how to live yeah. that out, then our EQ is, is it's, it's impressive in the eyes of the Lord. Mm. <laughs> it's like going to lead to success both in, in what we do, but also in relationships and in mental health and, yeah. and lots of different things. And so it's very, very important. When we go to porn, our EQ suffers. Oh, yeah. When we're when our brains are being developed, our uh, we're we have to we have to allow our brains to develop well and normally and productively. But when we go to porn, it gets in the way and it alters the way our brains are developed. And there's parts of our brains even that that are um, that lead to joy or where we can experience joy or motivation or fulfillment. And literally, like those parts of our brains don't get developed in the same way when we're yeah. constantly going to porn. So how could you have a high EQ when you go to porn, certain things, emotional things happen in your life and you just numb out and you escape instead of learning emotions, instead of learning how to deal with it, how to, how to handle your emotions well and process things, we just numb out and we escape. And so we have to learn, especially if we've struggled with porn, even if you haven't watched porn for, for a while, however long it's been, there's still effects of it in our lives. Yeah. And so we have to learn this emotional quotient, how to handle our emotions, and and even to begin with, how to identify them. Yeah. Because sometimes we feel like we have no emotions or we only have certain emotions, but there's a lot more emotions that, that we feel that maybe sometimes we don't identify. Mm-hmm. So when we can see that, we start learning and growing in this process, then you, you're going to be able to, able to just be such a more mature person um, and, and handle emotions well, and that will lead to success. Yeah. And we're not talking about here. I mean, just full disclosure, I'm not a Star Trek nerd. Okay. Uh, I remember watching it a little bit, Next Generation growing up. Anyways, the reason I'm bringing that up <laughs> uh, is because there's a character in those, those old Star Treks named Spock. Um, 
and uh, they were that, that species of alien Vulcan. Oh my goodness, I'm sounding like such a nerd right now. But anyways, they, yes, they you are. <laughs> yeah, that's confirmed. <laughs> they were they were basically had this mindset that you control your emotions, you become a master of your emotions, and you don't reveal emotion at all. And sometimes I think we have that mindset when it comes to emotion. We think that's what it means to have a strong emotional quotient is to just feel nothing, to have nothing. And that's not what we're describing here at all. Um, I mean, if you look in the Bible, um, some of the characters in there, um, I would describe David, for instance, as being a very emotional man. Um, Some of the, like Peter, Paul, very emotional men. And it isn't so much that we, we try to not feel, it's what we do with it. That's the key. We can be very emotional people. We can have deep running emotions within us. So what we're talking about, what Matt's talking about is how does our emotions affect us? And being aware of that, there's two parts, you know, emotional quotient, how it affects us and how we um, port that over to others, how it affects others around us as well. So, you know, my wife, super smart. She always comes up with these great quotes and uh, I just love it. And um, I don't think that she put it in her own terms here. So sorry, babe, if you're listening, I'm, I'm going to butcher this. But she always says emotions are neither, neither right nor wrong. They're not the driver of your life. They're just a passenger. And so if you think of your life as a car, you know, if your emotions are the driver of your life, you're going to go creening over a cliff. You're going to hit the tree, right? Because they're not, they shouldn't be the driver of your life. They're just a passenger. So we need to view our emotions that way. Um, they're indicators. They're kind of like the, the check engine light of our life. They're, they, they reveal something and it's important to understand them, but they are not the driver of our decisions. They're not the driver of our choices, how we are with others. Um, so when it comes to our own life, how it affects us, you know, when we're battling porn, I know this was the way it was for me. I was completely enslaved to my emotions. Um, if I was feeling bad, I would go to porn because that was the only option for me. Um, I, I didn't, I wasn't aware of what I was feeling. Like I might've felt depressed that day because someone said something mean to me, or maybe someone didn't recognize me. So I'm feeling depressed. I'm feeling bad. I'm feeling upset. And I don't recognize that. Um, maybe I have it understanding that I'm not feeling good, but all that I know to do out of that, um, and manage my emotions is go to something destructive. And, and sometimes we make decisions based out of emotion too. Have you ever seen someone fly off the handle? You know, just absolutely lose it, right? The other day I was driving and uh, I, I was at this uh, intersection. I had the right of way, okay? So I started to enter in the intersection. This guy who came, um, he, was, he was directly um, uh, the other side from me. He entered into it as well, even though I had the right of way. And he blared his horn at me just just went off on me and he was one of the like and so I'm turning and then he turns and I thought he was going to follow me off the road because he was like doing the double take right craning his neck and like flipping me the bird and um I to be honest I got very angry in that moment too I'm like what is your problem like I wanted to flip out too (laughs) and then I had to bring myself back I mean I said some words in my in my mind I'm sure that weren't very nice but I had to bring myself back but if I was really to give into that emotion of anger in that moment I probably would have stopped my car, gotten out and banged on his window saying, what's your problem, right? As if that would solve anything. So, so you know, our emotions can, can really control us and you might feel enslaved to your emotions like that. If someone says the wrong thing, you fly off the handle. And, um, or if someone says something mean to you, you actually retreat into your life and you don't see anybody for weeks. I mean, there's different ranges to this, right? And it can be really... Um, frustrating and upsetting and you feel like a slave to them um, when, when emotions control you like that. 
And we don't want that for you. So having a strong emotional intelligence means that you're able to understand your emotions and make better decisions out of that instead of they're the driver of your life. Yeah, and I used to think that my goal in life, one of them was to be just steady. Just I'm who I am, this is how I am. Don't show emotion, nothing shakes me. And that used to be my goal. And actually God spoke clearly to me. He gave me actually a picture in my mind. It was like a like a clamshell, and this shell was um, barely open, and it was a message at our church during a message on the emotions of God because God has the most extreme emotions, mm-hmm. anger and love, and all the other emotions, way more extreme than any of us. Yeah. And so it was the emotions of God, and then the pastor had us pray and see what God was speaking to us. I saw this clamshell barely open, and I heard the Lord say, "I want you to express more emotion," and I was like, "Okay." And so it was like I was barely letting any out. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm remembering it was about a year ago, a little over a year ago, um, I was driving with my son and, and our nephew who lived with us at that time. And I was in a parking lot and this truck swerved into us and barely like two inches away and then kept on going. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, I lost my mind. <laughs> I had never done this before because I don't get angry really. Yeah. I turned around, I chased him in a parking lot. Like I stopped at the stop sign, but I accelerated fast. Yeah. He accelerated. I'm like, <laughs> it's like a full on pursuit in a parking yeah. lot. I'm chasing him down. He went into a Starbucks drive through. And so beside the car where, or beside where he had to stop because there was a lineup, there was a space there. So I went like right beside him and I'm staring at him. I rolled down my window and this man like wouldn't look at me because he was scared and knew I chased him. And so, and then finally I was like, I was giving it to him because, <laughs> because he's <laughs> able to swerve into me. Yeah. And then, and then he wouldn't look at me. And, and so then finally he looked at me and I, I don't swear, so I didn't swear, but I said some things to him that I wouldn't say to people. And I was, and so then I left, and I'm like, I actually started laughing at myself. I'm like, whoa, what just came out of me? Yeah. But the thing is, is God wants me to express more emotions, and that was a situation where it's like, I never have experienced anger except for people come across my wife, yeah, and my kids. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, this is actually not even a bad thing. Maybe like I'm hopeful that person doesn't need help with porn and come and like <laughs> it doesn't. They're going to see you speaking at a conference. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But but I'll, I mean I could go to him and talk or whatever, make it right. But yeah. but I also I also do I regret it? I don't know. It was like I was able to see that I have this emotion that God mm-hmm. has over this protectiveness over your children, right? And. So from there, this is kind of my point is two points is that number one, I I was able to express emotion where normally my whole goal in life is like, okay, no emotion. But I'm like, well, what happens if my family gets crossed and my goal is to not show emotion? Like there's something wrong with that. So we got to be able to show emotion, but then we can't have it wreck our our whole day. We got to be able to like feel it, identify it, and then like come down from it or not have like okay, well, now I'm just going to be like shaking all day long. Yeah. And so I would drove away from him and I kind of, I was laughing at myself because I'm like, what? I've never reacted like that before. But obviously I had kids and it changed. And so I was like, this is actually something that's kind of valuable. And obviously I want to rein it in, yeah. not always do that. But I, I'm able to come down then 
right? Yeah. And cer- certain people, it's like emotions like that, they get shaken, it lasts all day long. Or a week. Or a week, yeah. exactly, for sure. And so we got to be very intentional with our emotions and identify it. Okay, this is where I felt uh, this emotion, but then is that going to... Is that going to wreck me? This is the thing. You're talking about road rage. And I guess I am too. That was road rage for me. But these people that like we cut them off accidentally or whatever the guy was yeah. saying to you. Like we can choose to not cut, to not be mad at people if they cut us off. Because why would I want to have this like intense reaction of like I got to yeah. flip this guy the finger and then be mad and like vent to my passenger. Why not just like, oh, a guy cut me off. Shoot, I've done that to people before. Yeah. And just like be okay. <laughs> Right. And so yeah. if you feel emotions, it's like, is it justified? Is it not? Yeah. Because when God feels anger, it's always uh, like a righteous anger. Or when Jesus experienced anger, he's in the in the temple, like flipping tables and yelling at people. Yeah. But it's because they were disrespecting his father and his father's house. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't like this personal, you offended me anger. Yeah. It was like it, there was a righteous anger. And so when we feel anger, is it good? Like, I don't think that my anger in that story was a bad thing, honestly. But, and so is our anger good or is it like unjustified where someone yeah. cuts you off, just does this little thing and and then you like fly off the handle, like yeah. you're saying. Yeah. So you got to be aware, like what's, what is your emotion that you feel? Are you able to come down from it? And was your emotion justified? Yeah. And if you can process this, not go like, I feel it was justified because I feel I was wronged. Yeah. No, like actually biblically or what God say is, what God say your emotions justified. That's where you got to go because we can always get offended and go, well, the reason I'm like this is because of how they talk to me or whatever. We can always do that. Oh, totally. It also says in, in scripture that it's, it's to someone's glory to overlook an offense. Mm-hmm. So if we just get anger or f- angry because someone offended us in our view, well, we're actually missing an opportunity to experience some glory in life. Yeah. And we're choosing anger and then being a victim and blaming that. So there's a difference between good emotion and bad emotion. You got to identify that. And, and, and then like God said to me, we got to be willing to express it. And literally just this morning on the flip side where God's saying to me, express more anger, more emotion. So there's the anger on the flip side, Louise this morning, she said to me, Hey, are you smiling lately? And it might seem like a funny question, but we've been talking about that lately because uh, I felt another thing is that God says, I want you to express more joy. And it was pretty clear, actually, maybe a week or two ago, because I was praying. I was like, what do you want me to express more? Like, what emotion? And that came to my mind. And so with Louise and I, I brought that to her and we're both of us. It's like, hey, we can feel it or we can be okay. Like, we can just be like doing the dishes and feeling nothing. But why not have joy? And so we're trying to remind each other, hey, are you smiling? Are you having joy? And so we want to express that emotion because I think that like joy reminds us of so many good things that God has brought into our life and to be thankful in lots of circumstances and to consider joy, pure joy when we go through trials even. And so when we can learn to smile through circumstances, um, man, when you can do this when you're feeling nothing in life and you choose joy, we're literally training our brains and actually rebuilding parts of our brains when we choose joy, and this is getting into science, that when then we get tempted or then we go through a hard situation or we get rejected, we're going to be more likely to choose joy, mm-hmm. which is scriptural, to rejoice always or to choose joy. And when we can learn, like, okay, I can have these positive emotions that maybe I don't necessarily show, yeah. but I can practice this, that's going to be a real area of strength in your life when there's hard times that come. 100%.
you're talking about a biblical approach to emotions and the, uh, you know having joy in all aspects and circumstances of life and i think that's key because sometimes we can be enslaved to our circumstances if we have a low emotional iq um you know if our day's going bad then we're doing bad um and hey i get it you feeling if you're having a, a crappy day um it makes perfect sense to be feel kind of crappy in that day you know if things are bad some bad things are happening in your day um, some frustrating things of course you're going to feel those emotions it's not about you know stuff in that it's what you do with it and the choices out of that and that's the biblical approach it's not about stuffing emotion um using some pop culture reference today but <laughs> seinfeld is a show i used to watch um and uh there is a there is an episode where um the characters uh you know i think it was kramer um he he would say serenity now and you would just <laughs> serenity now and and that was really his approach to anything bad happening and he would just say serenity now and not deal with the emotion right. it was just stuff it and eventually in the end of the episode he just blows it <laughs> he's just absolutely lose it and um so that if we have that approach you know of kind of emptying ourselves i mean i think that's actually a new age philosophy with emotion is you empty yourself your desires and all your emotions and you just be zen like i think that's the approach they take i'm going to tell you that doesn't work because all you're doing is stuffing things and, and really the biblical approach is inviting God into those emotions. So whatever you're feeling, stop, take a breath, invite Jesus into that and, and have joy. And we're not describing something easy. Having a, a, you know, building the skills to have a good emotional quotient is work. It's not always easy. It's not easy. If this was easy, everybody would have a strong emotional quotient or work at it. But many, many of us don't, you know, like even like Matt and I were talking about like, yeah, I struggle with road rage. Absolutely, 100%. You know, I have bad thoughts and bad feelings when someone cuts me off or does something on the road. Man, slow drivers, I tell you. Anyways, <laughs> I'm going off on a tangent here. But I'm faced in those moments with making decisions. And so it can really affect us in deep ways if we allow emotions to be the driver of our life. Um, but when we are aware of our emotions, when we ask some good questions about ourselves, what am I feeling? Why am I feeling this? What happened? When you invite Jesus, when you invite the Holy Spirit into that moment, God, help me in my anger. Help me in my sadness. Help me in my fear. Whatever it might be, um, he answers those prayers. And, and, and you know, like he's not going to leave us alone in that. So the more we do that, the more we close up the gap of, you know, sometimes we go days and weeks feeling bad and we don't invite God into it at all. And let's be quicker in that area. And that builds us that skill set. So... That's really, you know, that's how emotion can affect us. And the other aspect that I, get, I think we can talk about too is how um, a strong emotional quotient, emotional intelligence can affect the people in our life. Um, you know, I'm, we're, we're alluding to this, but sometimes if emotions are the driver of your life and you say you struggle with anger, everybody around you is going to get your wrath. Like, look out for you. Like you're a dark cloud everywhere you go. <laughs> like, yeah. Can you pass that bad mood on to anybody and everybody that you can? Because if you're feeling bad, they better feel bad. Yeah. And I have this um, quote on my, uh, on my um, whiteboard in my office that I always look at. Um, it helps me throughout my day. But the quote is, add value to people. Add value to people. And I really think that, you know, when we're following Jesus, we have a great opportunity every day to add value to people to lift people up, to make their day better, to uh, empower them moving forward in whatever God's calling them into. So um, when we aren't aware of our emotions or letting them drive us, 
we can become a drain on people. We can become one of those people where like, well, I don't want to be around that guy. They're not life-giving. That's a term we use, right? <laughs> That's not life-giving person. Why? Because they drain the energy of another person because their emotional quotient, their IQ in that area is very low. And so when that happens, they will just blurt out or express this emotion to another person, not in a healthy way of trying to manage it, but if, if anything, just they're expressing emotion in a way that's kind of a whirlwind and it's kind of destructive. So the people around you are the collateral damage to whatever you're going through. And, and so how can we be aware of this as well too, that the way that we are, if we're not managing emotions, it's affecting everybody around us, your kids, your wife, your husband, whatever, um, your coworkers, really, it really can affect those around you. A great mentor in my life. I love him. He, he was telling me that he used to be an extremely angry person and his wife and his kids were scared of him. And when he would come home, he would, uh, I mean, they didn't want to talk to him. He was scared. He was yeah. scary. Cause he was constantly angry. And he said he, he dealt with it and God helped him deal with it and take it from his life. And I mean, knowing him now, I'd never would have even known that. Like he's so calm and slow spoken and it's awesome. But what he said was, he said, when I came out of being anger or angry, I realized that that my anger was like a, it created this ripple effect in my family, and I never realized it. So I would get angry, I would explode, then I would go off, I'd be on my own, and I would just be mad. But what I didn't realize it was that all of the waves of my anger were affecting everyone around me in every direction, and my whole family was affected by it. And I heard this person speak one time. They're like, they're like, whoever, like a spouse that has more emotion, they control the atmosphere of the home. And I thought it was so well put. They control wow. the atmosphere of the home because emotions take over. Yeah. I mean, if you picture Jesus when he's in the temple, he's like flipping over tables, the money changers. Like, even if an individual's table wasn't being flipped at that moment, they weren't like full of peace. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, whoa, what is, what is this man this doing? doing? Yeah, <laughs> right? For sure. And and I'm kind of thinking, like I said a few minutes ago, I don't know if my anger was bad. Well, Jesus, like it says he fashioned his whip before, like he was like planning to get angry. Right. And so right. he had the anger, but he didn't snap. I snapped, so maybe my anger wasn't right. But, but he like took time. He saw that there was a wrong against his father, and then he fashioned his whip. He planned his, it was like a premeditated attack mm. <laughs> of anger. And so it, it, when we feel these extreme emotions, are, are we acting right away? So maybe I was in the, wrong, in the wrong there, but but do we snap and act right away? Or is it like, okay, I can control my spirit enough or control my emotions so that I can feel this emotion. I'm going to act in it, but it's going to be planned. And I don't know, maybe that's being more spirit-led with emotions, but... Um, we can, we can, each of us for our own situations, it's important to, to constantly, this is where praying without ceasing is so important, having a relationship with Jesus. It's like, hey, Jesus, I feel this right now. What do I, what do you want me to do with it? Mm. Do you want me to let it go? Do you want me to express it? Um, no matter what, it's important to really talk to people about how we feel. And I want to say this about anger because anger is so common. Underneath anger, especially if anger is a common thing in your life, if you're constantly anger, underneath anger, there's sadness. Always. There's always sadness. There's like, I'm sad about something. I'm not talking in an anger, like in an instant, like in, in one single situation, there's road rage and you just snap. That might be you're just angry at the situation. But if you're constantly an angry person, 
there's something in your life that you're sad about. Mm-hmm. It might be you're sad that you never got attention as a kid. Might be something in your marriage you're just constantly sad about. Yeah. You're not feeling fulfilled in your marriage, and so you just you're anger. You're you're angry. <laughs> I keep confusing those words, but but if you're if you can identify that okay, I'm angry, but it's actually because I'm sad that I'm lacking something that I, that I desire in my life. If you can identify that and then you can bring that to the surface mm-hmm. and maybe talk to your spouse or talk to a counselor or pastor, talk to somebody about it, then when things come up, you're not going to be as angry anymore because you're more sad. Yeah. Now, you might be sad and you're like, that sounds depressing. That's why we get angry because we don't want to identify things. Yeah. But when you can deal with the sadness in your life that's driving your anger, that's why a lot of people talk about anger as a secondary emotion because yeah. there's always emotions underneath it. Yeah. If you can identify that, it starts to heal your heart. And and all of a sudden, you're not just trying to control your anger because it's not there anymore once, you're, once yeah. your heart is healed. Yeah. I've actually heard it too, um, along with sadness, that a big driver of anger is fear. Right, um, yeah. And um, it's true. It, you know, sometimes that this is where emotional um, EQ, the emotional IQ comes in. Is, is understanding that our emotions are often tied to something. Yeah. And and we can go deeper. We can ask good questions of what's going on in ourselves right now. Invite God into that. And we can learn uh, about kind of some of those trigger points for us and learn more about how to manage those emotions and deal those emotions and feel them, but feel them in a good way and not use them as a driver of anything. And so that's a great point. You know, often we have emotions that are tied to something, maybe another emotion or um, something else that's happening in our life. And, you know, it, so when we have a strong emotional um, EQ in this area, we can go deeper and grow as a, as a person and, and see God work in us in a much better way because um, that self-awareness is, is something that is just so beneficial in our life and especially beneficial for you if you struggle with porn. Um, because you're going to learn more about some of the deeper root issues that are happening in your life. You're going to know and be aware of them. And it's not that you become enslaved to your circumstances anymore, because emotions, I mean, you have to hope that your day goes perfect to never feel an emotion. We feel so many emotions throughout our day. So many things happen to us. So many things um, are occurring around us. And we have relationships with people. You know, we have a work um, in our life. So we're facing emotion every day. And so if you're more aware of that, you're going to be more productive in your life. You're going to be more successful in what you do because you're not completely controlled by some of these things. And, and that's really, really a great byproduct of being self-aware and having a strong EQ. Um, and then you're the people around you. Imagine what it would look like for them, right? And we talked about that guy. I mean, how would it be different if he came home and his kids and his wife, it felt like a breath of fresh air to see a joyful, contented, peaceful man. It doesn't mean that he doesn't feel things, but the, what he's bringing into that environment is something much different than the fear of, of having a, a, you know, a, a word said to them in anger or um, you know, slamming of doors or whatever that looks like where you're afraid of somebody. What if it brought, he brought something else into that, to that situation? Um, and, and it's not that he wasn't, he wouldn't maybe be feeling the same things, but he's responding differently. And so how neat would that be for the people around you in your life, your spouse, your kids, your coworkers, right? What would that do for them? And so not only for you, for them. And that's the really neat thing is God uses these things in our life on a personal level so that we can turn around and bless others as well too. So this isn't just about you when we're talking about this. EQ is important for those around you in your life too. 
Yeah, it sure is. There's a book that I could recommend. It's called Emotionally Free by Dr. Grant Mullen. And you can actually go to Grant Mullen's website, Dr. Grant Mullen. He's in Ontario in Canada, but you can go and there's free courses on this website and you can get Emotionally Free, uh, his book. And that was given to us early on. I, re- I really love it. He goes into spiritual, the spiritual impact of emotions and uh, there's lots of different things that he goes into. So if you're a person who struggles to control your emotions, that might help. I hope this helps this episode. And we just more than anything want you to go to the Lord and mm-hmm. say, God, I, I'm feeling this emotion. Where is this coming from? How can I control this? How do you want me to manage this emotion? And uh, journaling is a huge thing. If you can journal when you feel high emotions um, that maybe are getting out of control, journaling is a huge thing. And and I think that's why why David had so much emotion because God, David would go to God first in the Psalms. He wouldn't just react with people. Yeah. He would go to God first. He yeah. would write down his emotions and when he would do that, he would get it out, and then he would praise God at the end of these psalms. And so he would process it. Then That's he would praise cool. God. I never thought it, like, sometimes we're seeing David's journaling yeah. right before us. And, of course, it's God breathed the scripture. But we get to see God working in that. And that's so cool. Anyways. That yeah. is cool. That is cool. <laughs> yeah, it's like a model to me for handling emotions. Like he went to God first. He didn't just react with people mm-hmm. and he wrote it out. Man, that's so so much better than just snapping on people. I guess like wow. I did. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, road ragers. we'll leave it up to you guys. <laughs> Email him. Tell him what Email. you think. <laughs> Email him. Uh, to, def- to defend myself, I wasn't angry because he did it to me. I had two babies in the back. So there's that. Totally but then good. I also snapped and I also said things that cut him down. So Hey, you didn't put, you didn't like run your fist through his window. No, I didn't. Do so, that, yeah. <laughs> so, there you go. Who knows? You can email me. I'm curious to know your thoughts. Maybe you've experienced the same thing. But. Um, but yeah, it's this is such an important topic to think through. And even going back to David, um, you know, he has examples because he's a man and he was he had a lot of mess ups in life. But there were moments in his life where circumstance didn't afford him, you know, often good feeling emotions. You know, when Saul was in the cave chasing him with an army to kill him, definitely had reason to feel fear, anxiety, and anger towards Saul. Distressed for a lot of it. Distressed. Anyways, he was hiding in this cave, David and his men. Saul comes in for a break to relieve himself, take a leak. And uh, David had every opportunity to run his sword right through him then and there. And his men encouraged him to do that. But David wouldn't. He didn't allow whatever he was feeling that moment to do something. And that was the right decision, as we know. Because God had appointed Saul for that time to be king. And it wasn't David's role to enact vengeance on him and that. God would do that. So there's an example of having control over your emotions. Um, And so what did David do? Some things journaling. Hey, there's an example. You know, (laughs) being aware of what you're feeling, but then having joy and worshiping God, whatever we're feeling, whatever the circumstances. We can have this thread of joy in our life that just, you know, grounds us in such a better way then our emotions, which are like a roller coaster up and down. So there's an example, um, but we'll leave that with you. And we're praying for you. Thanks everybody for listening in and subscribing, giving us reviews, checking in with us again. Hope your week goes well and we'll check in with you next week. Thanks for listening. If you would like to hear more, please visit purevictorypodcast.com to subscribe. This podcast was made possible by the generous donations of our subscribers. If you would like to help support the cause financially, once again, please visit purevictorypodcast.com.